these teams are seeking bowl eligibility. So it, I'm, you cannot quantify um, effort, but this is a game where there is going to be effort from both teams because they both want to reach a bowl. Starting quarterback Chase Cunningham, he could be returning for middle, but the backup Nicholas of Vadiato, he was serviceable in a 24-14 win last week over Charlotte. He went 22 of 29, seven yards per pass attempt. It's the defense that pulled through, forcing two turnovers. Well, middle Tennessee is top 20, is 22nd in takeaways this season. I love a team that is at home, that is having the better defense and can force takeaways, whether it is via fumble or via interception. Middle's defense, they're 34th in opponent yards per carry, averaging 3.8, 20th in sacks. So you're giving me the better defense, getting almost a full touchdown and plus money odds to win who is fighting for bowl eligibility. I absolutely love it at home. I love middle and probably a game that probably nobody even knows is going on. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Wednesday Thanksgiving Eve. The voice there of Pam Maldonado who joins us right now. Kind enough to move her spot up a couple days to, to get the conversation in before the Thanksgiving weekend. Pam Maldonado, Yahoo Sportsbook, joining us at the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com. To learn more, Pam, in that clip, you're talking about motivation and, and you know, kind of the mental stuff that goes into these games. Last week, I think we talked about Michigan, Ohio State. Like, would they look ahead? And I thought both of them, and maybe they did look ahead, but they didn't play their best football. Let's get to LSU mm-hmm. because this is a classic look-ahead spot. Next week, SEC championship game against Georgia. They, we, we know they're in that already. They're at Texas A&M this week, favorites by about nine and a half points. What do you think in this game? LSU, who still has a, a you know outside chance to make the college football playoff. Well, last week I faded LSU thinking of the look-ahead spot, and no, they proved me wrong. The Tigers, a 41-10 win over UAB was proof to me that the Tigers are still seeking style points for a possible college football playoff spot. Quarterback Jalen Jaden Daniels, he highlights the rushing offense. He's a t- true dual-threat quarterback, 740 rushing yards on the season. Complemented with the running back and Josh Williams, combined 17 rushing touchdowns between these two. Now this matters because A&M is the sixth worst rushing defense in the country. Has maybe even hit rock bottom. I don't even know what rock bottom looks like for this A&M team. They had an absolutely empty stadium last week in a 20-3 win over UMass. 400 yards of offense was created from the Aggies, only able to put up 20 points. It was 10-3 at the half. Was anybody watching that? Nobody was. The, the, the stadium was empty. It was gone. And that's something that you just don't see from an AM football team ever. So this season, AM has allowed 291 rushing yards to Florida in a 41-24 loss. I expect very similar here. The Aggies go down and they go down ugly, and LSU is still trying to highlight that they deserve a college football playoff spot. I like LSU minus nine at AM. All right, let's go out west. What about uh, UCLA laying 10.5 at Cal? I'm looking at the underdog, a possible upset even. Sprinkle a little bit on that money line. This is just a huge play on quarterback splits. 
getting Cal at plus 10 and a half now, especially Cal quarterback Jack Plummer, 12 touchdowns at home versus five on the road, averaging a full yard more when playing in his home stadium. I love UCLA's quarterback and Dorian Thompson Robinson, but last week, Coming off a brutal, brutal, brutal loss, he is like Sonic the Hedgehog running up and down the field as a mobile quarterback. (laughs) However, DTR, just six touchdowns on the road versus 18 at home. Those splits absolutely matter because Cal and UCLA are top 35 in passing yards, but both Golden Bears and the Bruins defense bottom 15 against the pass. So I expect I expect Plummer. He should have a fine day at home, the final home game against this terrible Bruin secondary, who in its last road game at Arizona State allowed the Sun Devils' backup quarterback Trenton Borget 350 passing yards, 36 points. I love Plummer and Cal to keep pace. Sonic the Hedgehog reference. I'm here for it. Love it. Let's stay out west. Utah State at Boise State. So Boise State, we know, is going to take on Fresno State uh, for the conference title next week. Meanwhile, after just a brutal start to the season, Utah State is playing some of its best football of the season. Um, which side do you like here? Boise State, 16 and a half point favorites. You've said it perfectly for me already. Utah State plus 17. Boise State's already locked up a spot. Utah State's trying to finish strong. The Aggies are finding rhythm at the exact best time, winning five of its last six games after starting the season one and four. And the Aggies are a run-heavy offense. However, there's been a positive difference in the quarterback situation. The switch from Logan Bonner, who is out from injury, to backup Cooper Legas, who has been a fine complement to this offense. He has made this Aggies offense more dynamic, which is why they are winning games. Five touchdowns in his last three. Back-to-back games throwing 65% completion. This has allowed more scoring opportunities for you. Uh, for this offense, Utah State was averaging just 24 points per game on the season. However, with Lagos behind center, he is now re- averaging 34 points in the last three. And Boise State played five run-heavy offense uh, opponents. They've gone two and three in those games, allowing an average of 200 rushing yards per game. And Boise has already locked up the division title, so I'm always you cannot ever quantify. Um, motivation, but you already have a division title spot. This game is almost meaningless. Plays a conference championship next week. So this is a game versus Utah State in a don't-break-look-ahead spot situation. So I really love Utah State plus 17. I'm not sure I'm ready to sprinkle on the money line. It is Boise State who has one of the best home field advantages. But Utah State to keep it within 17 is definitely a look. Let's talk about Stanford BYU late Saturday night, Pam. You know that set, that late Saturday night window is always a dangerous one if you're chasing. Like oh, I had a tough day, I'm going to bet the last game. Unless you feel like you're on it before it starts, you can put it in early. What's your thought on this game, exactly. BYU at Stanford Saturday night? Grabbing it now on a Wednesday, so I'm not in that situation come Saturday night where I'm trying to chase. Stanford plus seven, and I actually do love the money line at plus 200. It's worth a shot because Stanford is playing in its final home game of the season. Quarterback Tanner McKee, he has had competitive home losses, including a one-point loss to 8-3 and three Oregon State. That's one of the better Pac-12 teams. And if you look at the quarterback splits, it's relatively the same, actually, home versus away. But the one difference comes in sacks allowed. Only 11 sacks for McKee at home versus 25 sacks on the road. That definitely comes into play because McKee, he's going to be more competitive here because BYU is a bottom-five pass rush. He's going to have all the time in the world to get to his wide receivers 
Only 10 sacks on the season for a BYU team. They don't apply any quarterback pressure whatsoever. BYU is already bowl eligible, so what motivation is there for this game exactly? The key is going to come from the defensive vulnerability of BYU. That is the equalizer here because BYU's defense last week to 4-7 and seven, Utah Tech allowed 420 yards of offense. 340 came from the pass. They were only up 8 points at the half to an FCS school. And the Cougars are bottom 20 in opponent points per play. Red zone scoring attempts. You name it, they're the bottom 15 team in almost every defensive metric. Stanford's head coach, David Show. He will play till the very end. This is why I love backing underdogs. You're looking for the coaches that either pay attention to the spread, pay attention to the totals, because head coach David Show, he last week, as proven against Cal, nine plays, 61-yard, meaningless field goal to lose 27-20 with no time left on the clock. So he's trying to get every point that he can. I love Stanford plus seven here at home who could absolutely pull off the two-to-one upset. Did Kelly in Vegas talk you into a side in Kansas State, Kansas? <laughs> she did not talk me into a side, <laughs> but we are both wanting to go to the Big 12 championship in Dallas. So I am uh -huh. still on K-State, and they are absolutely going to roll Kansas. I love Kansas. I have been talking about Kansas early on the season, but I've also really loved K-State here. But quarterback, the backup for K-State, I loved Adrian Martinez. Will Howard? He may be better than Adrian Martinez. He is an absolute stud. He has 11 touchdowns in his four starts and just one sack. He is the, the absolutely the most impactful player for K-State's offense without Martinez on the field. Howard, he throws the ball with confidence. He is a true pocket passer. He has the ability to showcase the talents of the receivers, something that Martinez wasn't necessarily doing because he's more of a dual-threat quarterback. But you have two, three receivers, Malik Knowles, Cade Warner, and Ben Sanat, three wide receivers who have all had their best receiving production with Howard behind center, including Knowles, who has 300-yard receiving games twice with Howard as quarterback. And the Kansas Jayhawks defense, they have a great offense with Jalen Daniels. I love Jalen Daniels. Watching him is so fun. But the defense can't stop anyone. Like, I can score in the Jayhawks defense. Bottom 15 against both the pass and the run. Kansas has lost five of its last six games. And in those five losses, allowing an average of 55 points per game. Back-to-back -back losses outscored in 98-42. to Will Howard, running back Deuce Vaughn and company will have themselves a field day because they are headed towards the Big 12 championship. I feel like I buried the lead. You had a phenomenal week last week, uh, and you hit that 10-to-1 parlay um, with what, mm. Middle Tennessee and Hawaii? That's and Hawaii. awesome. And so UAB was the only play that you had that didn't hit, and are you yeah. on UAB this week? <sighs> I am leaning towards UAB right now. This is one of my – I looked at – yes, I am on UAB. Minus 17 on the road to Louisiana Tech. Um, the UAB Blazers, they're one win away from bowl eligibility. The cog of the Blazers' offense is running back Dwayne McBride. 1,400 rushing yards accounts for 18 of the 27 total rushing touchdowns. He is the fifth most rushing yards in the nation. He is just a dozen shy of Michigan's running back, Blake Corum. So that just tells you how not only solid he is as a running back for this team, but in the country, he runs with violence. He runs with intention. I love watching McBride. And he will absolutely destroy this Louisiana Tech rushing defense. 
dead last in the FBS against the run, dead last, having not played a top 25 rushing offense, and now you got to play the fifth best running back in the country, allowed UTSA 260 rushing yards for 6.3 yards per carry and 51 points in its last game. I love UAB. Getting seven, Lane 17 on the road is a scary prospect for college football, but this is a huge mismatch when it comes to rushing offense versus rushing defense. All right, I know you have a couple NFL plays we want to hit on, but the, the two really big games this week, and I'm just curious, if you had to take a dog in one of them, which one would you, was you think more likely to cover? So it's Michigan at Ohio State, 7.5 is the number there. Notre Dame at USC, 5.5 the number there. The two big ones everyone's watching this Saturday. Which dog you think is more likely to cover that number? Um, I think both are actually pretty likely to cover Michigan. My question mark is Blake Corum, his health. We saw him go out last week and from injury um, or maybe limping around a little bit. I want to know his full situation. But for me, it would be to lock it up Notre Dame because USC's defense is just mm -hmm. absolute garbage. You cannot be – you have at least a Notre Dame team that is, has a great defense to defend. We have seen them time and time and again just like run opponents over the table. USC is coming off a huge win, and I love Caleb Williams, but he is turnover prone and you cannot do that against a Notre Dame defense with as much of a trash defense as you have Notre Dame will be able to put up points and they'll be able to hopefully be able to stop Caleb Williams that is likely going to end up on my betting card Notre Dame outright all right Pam before we get to the NFL America wants to know are you in training are you going to indulge as much as you want tomorrow on Thanksgiving <laughs> what do you eat and then do you also go in on the leftovers on Friday while watching football like the rest of the country. You are talking to a bodybuilder that spent nine months in calorie deficit asking if I'm going <laughs> to eat. Absolutely, I'm going to eat. I'm going to have no regrets. I'm going to have all the pie. Maple pecan pie is my weapon of choice. I cannot wait to oh, have some. But, but I'm going uh, to some to a friend's giving, and they're going to have homemade cheesecake. Looking forward to that. Yes. Do I eat leftovers? Probably like the stick to protein. I'll stick to like the turkey and the ham, but the sugar, I'm going to keep that for Thursday and I'm going to eat it all. <laughs> I'm hungry just thinking about that. Yeah. Okay, favorite NFL plays um, before we let you go. I love, 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 love. I don't really like uh, pay too much attention to NFL totals this week. I love a total. It is the Raiders at the Seahawks under 48. Seattle's defense in the last five games, allowing only 17 opponent points per game. That's a huge difference. This is an improved Seahawks defense earlier in the first half of the season, allowing 31 points. Now they have dropped to 17. Take the under for the 48 because Seattle's defense has absolutely stepped up. 27 total sacks on the season on the season 16 of them were produced in their home stadium led by seattle linebacker uchenna in four sacks in his last three games alone that's just on defense seattle's offense really lying heavily on running back kenneth walker who has doubled or even tripled his attempts in the last few games i don't know why they're running the ball more because geno smith is definitely a capable quarterback but the raiders they're contributing to this under because we have no idea what is going on with Derek carr and this raiders offense really struggling to find themselves as of late this season averaging just 15 points in the last four games and carr has five interceptions all five on the road. So I love a player prop too. If you're looking for player props, Derek Carr to throw an interception to the Seattle defense that is looking really good as of late. Take the under and take Derek Carr to throw an interception. 
Great stuff, Pam. We always appreciate you hopping on. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy all of the sweets and all the food this weekend. That was Pam Maldonado on the GetMyPhoenix.com. Guest on the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. We'll talk about Thanksgiving next and major quarterback news as we enter week 12 of the NFL. That's next right here on the Beck All Network.